Welcome to Building Safe Workplaces, a podcast where experts dedicated to workplace health and safety review relevant industry topics. This podcast is brought to you by the Health and Safety Council. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our audience that's with us today. Today is another edition of Building Safe Workplaces, brought to you by the Health and Safety Council. I'm Dr. Tommy Heisler, the Chief Medical Officer here at the Safety Council. It's good to be back again hosting one of these podcasts, or participating at least in one of the podcasts. So uh, we've got a great topic today, some some good friends that are with us, and I'm going to just kind of go around our little roundtable here and ask everybody to introduce themselves. Just Give us your name, give us who you work with, maybe how long you've been working with that company, what your role is, and maybe just a, a fun fact about you. Philip? So my name is Philip Arroyo. I'm uh, the Health Safety Environmental Manager Corporate for Altair Strickland uh, here in Laporte, Texas. Uh, I've been with them for about six years, and uh, previous to that, I was the health and safety professional as well for other companies. I'm currently Assistant Fire Chief for the City of Deer Park as well. And a uh, fun fact about me is I, uh, I love the University of Houston Cougars. I'm a life member with them and a diehard supporter for them. They were very close in the NCAA uh, tournament this year, so we hope next year it's going to be even closer. Great, great. Jeff. Hey, yeah, Jeff Suggs. Uh, I'm the Emergency Service and Security Manager for uh, Karari Corporation. Uh, I've been with Karari about seven years now. Uh, before that, I uh, worked for the City of LaPorte. I was the City of LaPorte Emergency Management Coordinator. Before that, Dow Chemical. Um, little fun fact about me is uh, I raise longhorn cattle. Yeah, that's interesting. No <laughs> idea. Man. Cool. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. All right. I'm Richard Bass. Uh, I'm with Karari America, um, HSE&S. Uh, work, uh, I've worked with them for about 22 years, and I've been uh, really involved with uh, HBR, Houston Business Roundtable. And uh, I guess a fun fact about me is I built a car during COVID. That's right, a beautiful car. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of car? Uh, it's a replica of a 427 Cobra. Very cool. Yep, I've got the privilege of seeing it. Very cool car. Thank awesome. You. And Richard, you you actually have a, another duty with HBR right now. What? Give us your your role there. So I'm the chair of the of HBR. So I work with uh, our executive team, and uh, we've put together a lot of different stuff. I think it was really. Uh, you know, during COVID, it was really it was really difficult because we weren't doing the in-person meetings. You know, a lot of stuff happened. We were trying to keep things relevant, keep things, uh, you know, keep that camaraderie going, but at a distance, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's all of us had to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly has been a, a wild and crazy past couple of years. We were just chatting before we we started rolling, and and it's been three years since we've had this this banquet. Uh, and they and the awards process, and that's kind of mind blowing to to think back and and realize that COVID has consumed us for three years, right? You know, hopefully it'll we'll we'll be laughing about this, you know, and you know, saying, "Do you remember when?" But we're still in the in the middle of it, unfortunately. So, you know, today's topic is going to be about the banquet, the awards process, just kind of a, a, a lively roundtable discussion about your experiences throughout this process, um, you know, what, what you've missed about it, what you're looking forward to, kind of giving the audience who may not have a clue what this awards process is all about and, and what it means to be at the banquet and what it means to nominate somebody, be nominated, um, maybe give those people who, who don't know that process a little insight of, of what it is you do uh, in, in, in part of that process, uh, what it means to come to the banquet, what it means to be a part of, a, of an owner 
uh, facility that nominates those contractors. Um, and, and again, what, what you've missed in the past uh, three years. Philip, I know you've been a, a, an integral part of, of the awards process for a long time. Your, your face is always up on that screen when we talk about uh, team auditors and, and, and what the, the importance of those auditors uh, is. So it, first, I guess, tell me, how many years now have you been a part of this process? With, with the actual auditing process, it's probably been uh, seven years seven years now I've been I've been uh, uh, I've been an auditor I've been a mentor uh, we have one best in class and and I wish I could tell you which year but these last three years have yeah. been a jumble so my my timelines messed up but um, it, it um, you know I, I think uh, to the questions that you asked earlier there this is uh, we, we live in a nice little corner of, of, of um, Texas here where where we interact with each other from various companies and different um, different means here so so this is a family reunion when it comes back to doing the auditing process uh, it's it's seeing uh, seeing the same people in the room uh, sometimes seeing new people but soon they become part of that family where where um, uh, you, you know it's just a family reunion that we haven't had in three years because of because of COVID so uh, the banquet we're really looking forward to because now we could we could uh, you know wine and dine and show up in our best best uh, outfits and be, be out there supporting people and showing them um, you know, just showing them what uh, the hard work that they've done up to this point to get to where they are. But, but I've been very, very involved with, with the process from, from uh, auditor, mentor, and even uh, winner in, in this process. Absolutely. And, you know, on the flip side, Richard and, and Jeff are on the, the owner side, right, who, who have to, you know, work with these contractors on a day in and day out and, and see the good and the bad and, and identify those um, that, you know, really rise to the top and, and need to be um, – uh, recognized for what they're doing safe at, at the job site. So maybe Richard, walk us through a little bit of that of, you know, how, how do you go about identifying uh, a company that you think, hey, th this, this, these guys are, are ahead of the game and what it means to be best of the best? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we look at, um, look at incidents. That's a number one criteria with us. Look at recordables, things like that, things that happen at our site, you know, with the different companies that we have working for us. And then we, you know, talk about it with our group and uh, we determine which, which companies we'd like to promote and be, and be able to, you know, uh, nominate. Yeah. You know, the nomination process is, uh, you know, it, it's really good, you know, because this is the best of the best. It's a competition, you know, but... I think what we've seen over the past 30 plus years that this process has been going on, there is a huge difference between companies that are nominated and participate in this process and the TRI are numbers of companies who don't. Right. Um, you know, our local just from, you know, like he was saying, he's from LaPorte, well, our, our sites are in LaPorte. So we, you know, as safety professionals, what, what is our big thing? It's metrics. Metrics, 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 right? We put all this um, information into these data files and we're looking at it. And so when we're looking in our area, you know, our, our, our TRI, our numbers that we look at, the average in our area with about 47 different chemical plants there with contractors, it comes out to about a 0.37 on the TRI, our numbers, which is great. It's way better than industry average. There's very little other occupations that are lower. I think one of the things this year, the only people that were lower were like CPAs. 
you know, lower TRI our averages, right? But what we get from that, if we look at this year, the people who made finalists this year, their average TRIR was a 0 0.05. That's what we're doing. So that is real numbers. Those are real injuries. You know, and again, when we remind people, if you have a one on your TRIR, that means that one out of every 100 people get injured. So when you get down to a 0 0.05, that is really doing something. Yeah. And it's the competition. Yeah, absolutely. Philip, you know, you've been participating now for, I think you said, seven years. You know, what, what have you seen, you saw in 2019 with that group of, of nominees, and, 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 and you went through the audit process with those companies, and you saw who got best of the best. Now you've had a three-year gap, right, in, in, in getting to see those safety practices from those companies. Now we've come back in, in 2022, after having been gone for, for, you know, a couple of years, three years, what what are some things that you noticed were different? Did you see, uh, you know, through the audit process that companies struggled to, to, to get back in line with the, with the audit process? Did you think they, they, they did better this round? I mean, what, what was your overall take of, you know, having that gap three years and now we're back looking at safety records? What, what, what kind of things did you notice? Well, I, I think, um, I think some people took some time off during during those three um, those those two or three years uh, through COVID. But uh, there's definitely people that continue to pour in to what they were doing, their processes, their plans, their policies, their procedures, and uh, and seeing them uh, work out in the field, the actions. Uh, but um, uh, we we saw some very you know this 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 year we had a different auditing process, and that auditing process didn't involve us walking to those sites like we usually uh, have been. So, so we had to do the, this uh, auditing, these questions from, from a remote location, uh, just for the, the best interest in everybody, for their safety and well-being. So uh, th there was a slight little change to it, but we were still able to have those conversations with these employees. I mean, one thing that did sta uh, stand out from all those is that these employees at all times mentioned that they were, they were cared for, they felt uh, happy to be with their company. Um, so even during this process of COVID, I mean, there was still the opportunity or there was still uh, a lot of involvement from management into uh, the, the field hands, the people in the field. So, um, you know, there's folks that, that want to be leaders and there's folks that do not want to be leaders. And we definitely see that just in here in, during this process, that there's folks that just want to just just, uh, just do the minimum and get, and get by and others that, um, that really want to improve their processes. And even during time offs, even during pandemics, they're pouring into their programs to make them what they need to be. Those are the folks that, that deserve that award, the best in class and so on. The other folks, maybe some recognition, but they also have some coaching that we give them. And that's what this process is about is we can coach these, these companies, uh, whether, whether you're doing well and, and give them some tidbits or, or doing not so well and give them an opportunity to offer improvements uh, into their process so that maybe next year it, it lights a fire under them and they can, they can, they can be where they want to be. If that's if uh, best in class or gold or, or platinum or silver, whatever it may be. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll phrase this question to Richard and to Jeff, maybe, you know, uh, taking safety and, um, and security in, into mind, you know, what, what challenges over the past three years did you guys have to have to deal with during COVID and really come together and, 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 you know, not only do you have to address the, 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 the health and safety of that employee, but on the flip side, you also have to maintain that high level of security too, right? And they go hand in hand. You can't have one, you know, you can't 
fix the COVID issue, but then you're lax on the on the security issue, right? I'm sure I'm sure you guys had to really, you know, push through some struggles during the past couple of years, as we all did. Well, you know, I mean, the the, the entire workplace has changed, right? I mean, we all we all see that, and so like like uh, Philip was saying, you know, you have to do some things remotely now. Uh, we got a lot of key players, a lot of key players that may be involved in the past. They're remote now, or they've left to go do a remote job. They're not with they're not with their company anymore. Uh, you know, it, it was a struggle um, jumping through the hoops and putting all the mitigation pieces in place. I think everybody had to do that. Everybody had to adjust how they came into the sites. Everybody had to adjust how many people they could send. You know, at one time it was, uh, you know, you could have. 10 or 15 people, two or three trucks would come in the plant. Well, we're not going to do that anymore. You know, we got to go through specific pieces of this. Uh, now, you know, the, the the distancing, you know, between the contract companies that you wanted to try to keep plus the the, 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 uh, the company uh, employees so that you wouldn't have some sort of community spread. And those people that stepped up and, and, and abided by those rules or offered their own rules and their own mitigations and brought those to the table, uh, they did great work. You know, and, and, and there were other people that you just had to drag along. And those are, like Philip had said, those are the people that maybe they, they, they need a different level. You know, we need to do some more coaching with those folks. But those that wanted to step up, they wanted to be there, they wanted to continue to be involved, very, very important to us. Uh, some of the best of the best that we're talking about, uh, we don't have to worry about them when they come to the gate. You know, we, the gate checked is in place. We put that in place. They're always green when the when the light when they get scanned on their badge. We don't have any challenges with them. Those are the people that are nice to work with. You know, the other ones, uh, again, more coaching, uh, more assistance with them is needed. Um, but you know, everybody, everybody, it, it, you know, we're starting to get back into some of those same routines and some of those same uh, normalcies. And now people are like, "Well, wait, what about us? What about us?" I'm like, "Well, where were you last two years? You know, uh, wh where were you? The, you know, the last couple of years where we had challenges with you know, and we just had to go a different direction with some of our with some of our people." Sure, Richard, anything to add to that? No, I mean he said it. I mean this this is a thing. We live in a continual improvement world. You know, especially our industry. It's all about continual improvement. And if you're not continuing to improve, you're falling behind. And, uh, you know, at least for us, when we're looking at it and we're talking about these processes, you know, whether it's security or it's, uh, you know, it's our own HSE manuals, it's our, you know, processes and our procedures, which really for the, you know, for the HSEA process, the awards and all that stuff that we do, we see that. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been in where even our best in class there's still so many areas that they can improve in, but that's what it's about. Because, you know, you said you've won best in class, but you still improved, right? You still found areas yeah. that you had to improve in because if you rest on your laurels, you're done. Right. Someone else is coming up behind you because, you know, it's those processes. But it really, during COVID and with all the stuff that we had to do, it really highlighted that stuff because both of them said it, the companies, that are in those processes and continually improve, they didn't have the same problems during COVID. Other companies who, you know, for lack of better words, I guess just kind of sat back and waited, you know, there's, they're having problems. And it's not just about, you know, getting into some place. It's, it's all of it, you know. And so I highly recommend that companies get involved in this process, even if they're working for a company who's not a HBR member those companies can still nominate people and they have the ability to contact them and say, Hey, would you mind 
you know, if you appreciate the type of work and the safe work that we do at your facility, please nominate us. It doesn't, they don't have to become members to nominate, but it really just highlights that need and it puts those people in those positions to continually improve, which helps all of us. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you and our generous sponsors. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back after a, a brief uh, commercial break, I guess, right? Um, so, you know, let, let's talk about the overall process of the um, the Houston Safety Excellence Awards, right? Because there is a process, right? We don't just make this stuff up every year. There is a there is a process. There's a timeline uh, from start to finish. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back, you know, after three years of being off with COVID and now everybody's on a clean slate, right? We're all dealing with COVID equally now, right? There, it's, it's not a guessing game, or I guess maybe sometimes it is still a guessing game, right? But at least we're all on, a, on, a, on an even playing field right now. So, you know, let's, let's talk about, you know, coming off the conversation about, you know, nominating, getting involved. Um, you know, what's the, what's the first step in that nomination uh, process? And I'll throw that out there to anybody. Maybe I'll, we'll start with you, Philip. You know, what, what is, if a contractor is wanting to get involved in this process, how do they get involved? What, what, what do they need to do to go about getting nominated from any job site that they're working in? The first part is they've got to stand out. And the way they're going to stand out is by doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? And and if, uh, you know, it doesn't just go to their policies and procedures and saying, hey, we're following them. It's it's I'm also going above and beyond on that site that I'm working at. And, and during this auditing process, that's, that's where we heard a lot of these uh, uh, clients talking about the people that they nominated is these folks not only did what they're supposed to do, they're what they're being paid to do. But they were going above and beyond doing other things in, in the plants that uh, – that really was beneficial to, to everybody. Um, so, so you've got to stand out. Uh, you've, you've got to, you know, we talked about metrics earlier. You've got to have the right metrics. Uh, you know, you have a couple of fatalities on your, on your tally sheet for the year. That's, that's, that doesn't need to put you in, in any type of award list, but, um, uh, so, so the metrics are important standing out and, uh, and, and just, um, you know, making sure you have a, uh, a good relationship with the client. I think that that client relationship is important because uh, uh, they, they need to be able to call on you when, when the time comes and y'all need to be on a first name basis many times. And, um, you know, if uh, thousands of people in any given plan at any time, uh, there's the, at least the main contacts have to be there. So, uh, so demonstrate that you're able to do the work and willing to do the work. And the next part comes to, to somebody like them where, where now they, they have a list of who, who should I nominate? And, and, uh, and I guess I'll leave it up to you to talk about that piece. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's probably that step in there is that communication between, you know, if, if one of my companies comes to me and says, hey, would you mind, are we doing a good job for you? Would you mind nominating us? That says a lot right there. You know, but taken out of that, we're also, we are. We're looking at those companies, and then we go through, and we're going through the nomination process. And that usually happens in the, you know, the, from the late October till probably early January, that stage. You know, it's a, you know, a lot of people like to wait a little bit because they want to see if anything happens in October, November, and December, right? And so they want to, a lot of companies will kind of wait till that early January to nominate. I'm a little bit different. I see that the work that they've gone done so far, you know, I'm looking into it. I want to get those nominations in early because I want to let them know 
I nominated you, start working on your process. You know, get that stuff ready because that, that's a major part of it. And then when we, you know, we get into when that closes, then we go through um, the next stage, which is the finalist selection. And that's where, you know, the mentors, which is companies like him who have won best in class the year before, and this year's a little bit different, but, you know, we have those mentors along with the team leads who go through their category and they go through those books. And there might be, you know, in each category, there might be, I don't know, 10, 12 different companies that have been nominated. And so we're going through those books and we're, it's, a, it's kind of a mini audit process and we're going through those looking at the metrics, but we're also looking to see like with their, um, their management systems and things like that. And we're compiling that data and we're scoring it. And then depending on what the scores come out, that's how we determine who's going to make finalists. Now it could be three finalists, it could be four finalists. You know, it, it really depends on that auditor. If it comes in where you're having, you got your top three, and then your next two are really far away, well, maybe you end up just doing three. But typically it ends up being about four companies per category um, who make, make finalists. And then once we do the finalists, then we have the, the thing that a lot of people wait for all year, the tailgate, right? And that is a, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. We get, um, especially this year, man, I think we set a record this year, didn't we? Yeah, it was, it was uh, well over a thousand. We know that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was a lot of people there. I think, uh, I think from what I heard, if we had, to, if we had more companies that wanted to have space, we might have to go to a bigger facility, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which is, which is a good problem yeah. to have, which is a really good problem to have, but it, but it's a great event. And then, you know, it's a, a lot of it's safety themed you know, when we're doing stuff and uh, they're putting things together. So what we did 90s this year. So we saw a lot of different, different ideas, what people learned, you know, from different things from the 90s and they made it safety themed. And it was really cool. We had a good time going around to the different, um, to the different venues and checking out with the different companies and seeing what they were doing. Um, but at the end of that day, you know, that's where we announce each category, all the finalists for the category. And, uh, that really, that's the start of the, of now we're into the awards uh, auditing season. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and some of the questions I know we get, um, uh, HBR gets, or even the safety council gets, you can have multiple, multiple companies nominated from a site. So it doesn't have to be a, well, you know, Carare's already nominated this company, so I know they're not going to nominate me. You can nominate as many as you want to, right? Right. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not limited. And uh, you might have three companies that do the same type of work, but maybe they're working at different sites or even at your own site. If they, if you feel that they are worthy of moving on to the, to the competition, you nominate them, you nominate them. I mean, again, this is a great process and it rewards everybody who participates in it. But ultimately, what it turns out to be is that continual improvement because people participating in this are improving their systems. They're improving their safety, which makes it better for all of us. Right. And I think that's important. You know, a, an important take home note is to say, you know, even if you, you're a company that's never participated, you don't know what to do. You don't know what the criteria is. You don't know what the cutoffs are. Just get involved, just get nominated, ask for a nomination, get involved in the process so you can see, 
you know, what, how your competitors are doing, right? What, what sets them apart? What, what made last year's company win best in class? How can you take that piece of knowledge and apply it to your own company? And then next year you're going to do better, right? Uh, yeah. I think, I think you mentioned something important there is, uh, anytime we're doing these audits, I think that the, the, the elephant in the room is that, uh, we're, we're kind of there to steal a little, a little bit about, you know, what someone's doing good, uh, you know, and in safety, there's really nothing that you, that's proprietary. It's, it's, you know, we're, we've, we've got the mission, we're all aligned with that mission. And here we are trying to uh, prevent injuries and, 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 you know, prevent them and have them not occur, I guess. But, uh, but the thing is, is if I can, if I can learn something from a company that, uh, that can improve my process, then great. And if they can learn something from me, to help them improve their processing grade. And, that, and that's just cyclical. It just goes around and around. And, and uh, there's a lot to be learned from just by going through this process and on improving your systems. Right. You know, and uh, let, let's touch a little bit on, uh, on the mentor uh, aspect of this because we've had some companies in the past that have won best in class and then their mentality is, well, I won, I'm the best. I don't need to, you know, what, what more can this process offer? And, and that knowledge base of why you won is so important to then take and apply as a mentor because now you're helping other companies in the process. So I know you've been a mentor, Philip, in the past. So maybe speak a little bit about the importance of those mentors. Well, I'll start off by saying we can definitely tell when someone's used their mentor or not used their mentor. And, and that, is, that is sometimes a, a best-in-class type of thing and, and, and down here at the, at the bottom. So... Um, uh, the mentorship process is important because it, they've won for a reason. They, they can help you start. They've got a template in mind where they can, they can help that, that new person coming in that's just been nominated develop their books, develop their criteria, develop uh, just you know, exactly what that paperwork is asking for so that they don't leave something blank that could count for them. Uh, that is what the mentor is there for, uh, and the mentor is there to guide them. But again, people have to reach out to that mentor. Right. And, and, and we've seen it time and again. It doesn't matter how many times we mention it in some of these kickoff meetings. Use your mentor, use your mentor. They're not using their mentor. So here, here I am on record saying use your mentor. Right. And 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 people are available to help and want to help uh, to, to, you know, you get up there and you win that that, that best in class award or any of those other uh, award categories there. And, and and that is a that's a good thing for that mentor as well. You know, that's a pat on the back for them as well, because here they've helped a company that, that they've got n nothing, nothing to 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 gain from financially that is uh, here they are just you know kind of being a big brother and helping them out through that process so uh the mentorship process is important it's needed uh and it really helps to um uh, there, you know it's not just a random you know develop these manuals develop these books develop these uh, uh, criteria the pro hbr will provide you the, the 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 minimums and now it's up to you on how well you want to you you want to make your book look and um you know how much uh, examples you want to provide. Uh, how, how, how are you justifying that you're actually doing this program? Um, and so, uh, very important. Yeah. You know, so, so we've, we've gone through the nomination process, the finalist process, the tailgate. Now, if your company has, has made finalist selection, now you as a company, you're going to go through an audit process. So talk, talk about the two pieces of that audit process of, of what you're looking at and, 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 and what that process is. Richard, you want to tag on there? Yeah, and I think a lot of what he just said about the mentorship is plays 100% into that. Um, but it's really, it's almost like there's two parts of that. So... There's the companies that you can tell haven't used their mentor and don't have auditors participating because there's so many people 
through this that, man, they're using their, in, their mentor, but yet they're not really believing they're a mentor because they don't have someone that's been on an audit and going, coming back and saying, man, we really need to improve right here. We've saw that, you know, I just went to an audit. This is what we're looking for. So it's that two-pronged approach, really, from the mentor and your own people participating in that audit because it is. It goes through management systems. But it goes into everything, like, these processes that you have. And by having the field verification, are you doing what you say you're doing? Because they could have an industry best practice where everyone's wanting to steal it and say, we're going to do this. And then they go to the field verification, and the guys go, those guys knew nothing about this. This is new to them. They, they said they haven't heard about that. Well, what does that say for your industry best practice if you don't have it implemented? And so that's what we're looking for. It's that checks and balances. It's that going through and saying, these are things that we've done. We look through. I mean, it goes from industrial hygiene monitoring, you know, PSM, which a lot of our contractors at first for a long time were like, well, we don't really deal with PSM. Well, you do. You do. You know, there's different elements. You do the training. Tra you know, your training of your employees is part of PSM. That's just the start. Now, in, you know, incident investigations is part of PSM. There's all different elements of PSM, the 14 elements. There's different ones that affect every one of our, you know, contractors. Using that management of change process, you know, when you're changing your HSE procedures, are you using a management of change process? If you are show that you know because that's stuff that we're looking for right and like i said well, there's 27 different categories that we're going through in this process so you know not to get into each one but there's so many of them that you can tell where they've either used their mentor or they have auditors or both because they're nailing it mm -hmm. they're nailing it and they're getting those and they're figuring out ways where hey we re really don't do this but they've created those procedures and follow it because they know, hey, this is important. We didn't know because we didn't really do that before, mm -hmm. but we know it's important in our industry to have these procedures, and that's where some of that stuff has really helped. Right. I, you know, and I've got the the you know the the, the questionnaire here of all the criteria, and, it, and it's it's extensive. I mean, I'm sure you guys go through uh, a lot. You know, not only the written policies and practices, but then also that field verification piece of it too, to make sure that, like you say, they're, they're putting their, you know, putting their action where their mouth is. And, and again, I think it goes back to at the very minimum, going through the process and maybe identifying, oh, well, you know, we hadn't thought about that. You know, they really asked us about this piece of our safety program. We don't have that in place. You know, maybe that's not so good. Maybe we need to go back next year and implement something so we, so we can be on par with, um, with our competitors who are in this category. So it, just in that regard, going through the process is so valuable just in itself. Whether or not you win or you don't win, right? It's nice to win. But just going through the process, learning from, from your mentors, learning from your coworkers, learning from the auditors, and, 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 and the whole process really, I think, uh, makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Well, and I think we need to clarify that everybody who participates in this, that makes finalists, they're all winners. When we talk who ends up being best in class to who ends up being gold or even silver, we're talking decimal points sometimes. You know, where you have on average 10 to 14 auditors in here and where you're scoring it and you're, you're coming in, you're going through each one. And at the end of it, you don't even know 
like you wait and you go back and you're in your you hit that scoring and you're like wow I didn't realize it was gonna be that close I thought this company had it and then it ends up being this other company squeaked by because right over here in this other element they really nailed it a couple of times you know and, and that makes and a I, difference I think a lot of that just goes back to the attitude that they have when they go through the process right I mean I've, I've been asked to speak on behalf of two different companies that are going through this process didn't have a clue what they're getting into and uh, but they were excited the whole time yeah. because they realized they really didn't have a good management system in place. This helped them build a management right. system. That's great, right? And that's that's the that's the valuable piece right there, right? Doesn't matter about the uh, the gold or the silver necessarily, but just what did you learn? How did you make yourself better? That's that's great, guys. So you picked some winners, right? And then we get to to celebrate those winners uh, at our at our banquet that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. So. Uh, Jeff, you've been to our banquet before. You know what are you looking forward to this year? Well, you know, I think I think what we really have to realize is relationships and money make the world go round, right? So at the end of the day, it's about the relationships. Phillips touched on that about a reunion, right? It's a big family reunion type thing. This is where you build those relationships. You see some of those things that people are doing. You're thinking, geez, I need a company that can do X. I find them here because these are the best, right? Yeah. Or these are the people that have gone out and done innovation, or these are the people that have those management systems in place where you're not going to have to uh, assign somebody to watch the whole project that you have, right? I mean, uh, we have a lot of projects, uh, not just, you know, process projects, but there are behind-the-scenes things that take place all the time, whether it be security and emergency or, like I mentioned before, that gate check process and how all those things have to flow smoothly, uh, smooth flowly from the time they come through the gate all the way through to where they, they leave at the end of the day, uh, just the way they came. So I think that the, the banquet itself is, is basically, uh, it's a great networking tool, but it's a big relationship building process. And it's where you can, uh, you didn't even know certain companies were there and now they're there. And you know, you take those notes and you're like, I'm going to call the, those, that group of people yeah. after I get through with this because Absolutely. I need them. Well, that's, and that's, that's, you know, a big piece of, of why we do this process. It's almost like going to a, a hiring fair and having, okay, here's 2,000 applicants, but let's show you the best 10, right? Who are you going to pick from? You're going to want to pick from the best 10. And, and exactly right, it's going from start to finish the process to display those who are the best of the best and who wouldn't want to work with those people, right? We, 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 it's a proven track record of, of how good those companies really are. Yeah, I mean, it's when we talk about the safest companies, it generally falls into where they're also – they do better quality work too. You know, if they have that much attention to detail and safety and they're putting that much focus, the quality of the work that they do typically ends up being better. Which at the end of the day, when you when you run projects, you don't have any issues, you don't have any incidents, or you have very few, the quality's better. They leave, we're done with that. It's usually like on schedule too, because if you start having incidents on that on that it runs into overages, you're shutting the, the site down or you're shutting that project down. So it all ties into each other. So if you want a, a more efficient workforce, look for the safe workforce. Yeah, I'll, I'll add to that too. You know, we talk, tell our guys, hey, you, you, you can have the, the best quality of work finished on time, done everything right, but you got that one person seriously injured. Boy, that 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 will just uh, uh, that overshadows the the, the the on time, the quality. It, it overshadows that, and, and um, so so you know here we are. We're doing this process, and it's, you know this isn't a quality assurance, you know quality type of process. This isn't a, 
you know, who can do it the fast, who can do this task the fastest. This is comes this comes down to the safety and health of our workplace and our workers. And so, um, which can easily, easily, easily make or break you in the field. You start messing this stuff up. So, rewarding process here that benefits benefits a lot of people. We we utilize subcontractors as well. And this is a great opportunity, like Jeff mentioned, to be out there and be able to select. All right, well, I've got two people here or two groups of two companies that, that are doing this work. I need to subcontract this out, this task out. I'm going to go with the guy that, that's up on that stage, not the guy that uh, just sitting back here that paid for his chair uh, just to be there. Right? So so uh, very beneficial. But um, you know, I'd, I'd like to like to hear what Jeff has to say on uh, how he how he enjoys this uh, this banquet because I, I know I know I do. I think I look forward to it. It's um, uh, it, it's a uh, I don't know maybe um, Beauty and the Beast Disney Ball type of event. I mean it, the people people they get dressed pretty well for this event. They do. There's some yeah. nice looking people there. I, I, I may not be one of those, but nevertheless, I just get told, "Here's a table, please come." So uh, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I really have. But again, you know, I, I think it is interesting. You know, you hear about certain people. I mean, you know, Karari has five facilities in the Houston area. I focus a lot on those. But again, you know, I get out and about. You know, with with uh, ECMA and do a lot of things with uh, uh, with LAPCs and stuff. And so you see a lot of these people, but you never really see their work because they're not working for us. And my question back to our team is, why are we not picking those people to work for us? I mean, you know, those are the people that we want uh, in the site. You know, and I'm not saying that the people that we have aren't, aren't good. I'm just saying that, you know, here, here's another option over here, right? Competition. Yeah, here's another option over here. And so um, uh, the banquet is great. It is good to, uh, to get to mingle with some of those groups and, and, and find that next avenue uh, for the next project uh, that you may have. But uh, it is. It's a nice. It's a nice event, and uh, looking forward to getting back to that event. Absolutely. And I hear they have a good MC. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, it's it definitely is going to be uh, definitely the the best one we've ever had. We're we're in daily planning meetings about it, and we're always, uh, you know, trying to to push ourselves to make it even bigger and better and more entertaining. And I can guarantee you this year is going to be the best overall. So we look forward to seeing you guys there at the banquet, uh, those listeners that are with us today and, and uh, on the podcast. Tables are going fast, so hopefully you guys can, uh, can, can get a table before we're all sold out. If not, we highly encourage you to you know, get involved next year, get involved next season. It will be here before you know it. You know, we'll be sending out those emails to call for nominations here in the next uh, six months or so. So if you haven't participated in the past, please, please get uh, active this year. We really want to meet you and get you involved in the process. If you've, if you've been away for a few years, we encourage you to get back into it. And um, we look forward to seeing you not only at the banquet, but then uh, at the next uh, award season next year. Don't forget about the industry best practices that we do in June. Absolutely. Where we highlight yeah, all the, those industry best practices that we learned during this. Absolutely. So what we do is we have everybody in our auditorium, hopefully back in our auditorium this year, right, That uh, where you get to hear from those winners and, and, and why they won, how they won, what were their practices that set them far you know, and above everybody else. And, and that's what it's all about, right? It's not, like Philip said, safety is not proprietary. You know? what, did you, what, did, what are you doing that's saving lives? You need to share that with everybody. So we'll definitely be uh, sending out the dates for that uh, again shortly. And um, we look forward to seeing everybody on May 20th at the, at the Houston Safety Excellence Award Banquet. All right, take care. 
Thanks for listening to Building Safe Workplaces. Be sure to tune in next time for another exciting episode. Till then, stay safe and stay healthy.